Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. The hawk will never die. Thank you, Father Jay. And listeners, welcome back to the season one finale of Hawk Hill Focus. I am in pain alongside of Kyle Brandis and David. Gentlemen, what is your favorite midday snack? Hmm. That's a good one. That's a good one. Because I feel like uh, you know you're really hungry after lunch, but you don't want to, you know, it's not like you're eating like some sweets before dinner. You don't want to spoil your dinner. So a midday snack. What's your oh, favorite one? Open up the show. Pringles. Pringles. I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go a slice of cheese. A slice of cheese, not yeah. a cheese stick. If I have cheese sticks in, but I don't usually have them in. Slice of cheese, like a good piece of American cheese. Oh, no cracker. That's good. that's good too. Yeah. Especially with the, the Pringles. Oh, yeah. Good combo. How about you, Sam? I'm a goldfish guy, personally. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, See, I lose control with gold, goldfish and I lose control with Pringles. That's kind of what I enjoy about the goldfish, though, is you can eat them at a high volume. That's fair. <laughs> they are worth the investment that you make in them. It is, it is fully impossible to eat only like two Pringles, though. Oh, I've eaten full cans. Oh, yeah. All the time. Yeah. Just one sitting. You're, supposed to, you're not supposed to eat the whole can at once? Apparently not. It's news to me. Um, what isn't news to me is that we had a fantasy football championship game today, or not today, last week. Um, I'm not going to introduce the game due to the fact that I was part of it, so I'm going to hand that honor off to one of you guys to, to talk about it real fast. I mean, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll intro us here. I mean, so obviously we've got, we have the championship, a uh, familiar, uh, familiar pairing of championship contenders, um, the Sam Demicks and Sam Robinson, um, going up against why not Larry Bing Bong, um, and many other names. I think he came. He did he come into the week Bing Bong? Um, no, I think he was always why not Larry. Oh, really? I believe so. Okay. He had as many name changes as he did waiver transactions this year. Yeah, and he, and he had more, and he did have more um, name changes than he did wins this year for sure. Um, but going up against Larry Rooney, um, and to I think many, many of our surprises. Not a Larry, Facebook group. What? Our Facebook poll. A lot of people had hashtag Why Not Larry. Well, I was going. I was pulling for Larry simply because of my pickums. Um which we'll get into later, but uh, Larry Rooney takes the win, wins by 11 points, 122.9 to 111.02. Just just do like a really quick overview of what happened. I mean, Sam, you had to know you were in trouble after the one o'clock slate. That is correct. Jamar Chase goes for 44.6 points, which is, I have to imagine the highest point total by a receiver this year for sure. It doesn't beat Jonathan Taylor. Uh, that one week, and it does not beat Justin Herbert, his 50-point week, but I don't think anybody scored more than that. I think Josh Allen had a 50-point week, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, did he? There's a few quarterbacks that sprinkled in 50-pointers. Okay. Well, okay, then we'll eliminate quarterbacks because that, that can happen. But as far oh, yeah. as – No players by far. Yeah, yeah, one of the better weeks we've had this year. Yeah. Um, and to make matters worse, then Rashad Penny on the, on the heels of a 44.6-point performance by Jamar Chase, Rashad Penny went ahead and scored 30.5. Um 
And that's really all you need to know. I mean, Sam, your best performer is Najee Harris, and he he put up 26 and a half points, but it was kind of when you were already dead in the water on Monday night. Um, and it, it made it a little bit closer than than it probably was going into the, than it was going into the night. Um, but yeah, I just feel like your team never really materialized. You had a couple of decent performances. Kyler played well. Um, Sony Michelle played well. Um, and Justin Tucker did what Justin Tucker does. The story I think for you, Sam, is the bench. Um, and I'll let Kyle talk a little bit about your bench, and I'll let you t- speak for yourself. Um, but a couple of regrets probably there on the bench. Um, and when Larry has two people score 74 points, it's going to be very, very hard to win. Yeah, Sam, that bench you had there um, ended up with 88.4 points on the week. That's a, you know, it's a below average week for a starting lineup for your bench. That's pretty outstanding. So I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you there. Um, you decided to bench Kyle Pitts. He got you seven points. Um, good, good decision seeing that Travis Kelsey got you 8.4. Um, you benched Benny Snell. He got 0.2 points. Great decision there. Uh, the rest of the choices you made were a little questionable, I think, in my opinion. Rex Burkhead got you 7.9 points. Um, and when you compare that to the two points, seven that Ronald Jones got you, uh, you could have done better there. Uh, CD Lamb put up 5.1 points for you in your starting lineup. You had one two wide receivers. I don't know why I counted. There's only two. Uh, you had two wide receivers outperform that. You had yeah, KJ Osborne. Both the wide receivers on my bench outperformed CD Lamb. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it actually outperformed both of your wide receivers and Keenan Allen this week, too. Uh, KJ Osborne, 11 points. And the big news, the big guy on your bench, Amon Ra St. Brown. I believe they call him the Sun God, if I'm not mistaken. Just <laughs> to me. 27, they, uh, they do. Yeah, I think that's his nickname. Like, I think Amon Ra is like a, the sun god of, you know, mythology somewhere. Uh, so Amon Ra, the sun god, St. Brown, 27.4 points, Sam. Um, I'd like to get your insight on how how did you feel watching just that number keep going up and up while he was on your bench? Well, to put this in simple terms, I didn't. Um, once Jamar Chase scored 44.6 fantasy points in that game ended, I believe I closed the fantasy app and did not open it for the remainder of the day. Um, I was actually in a Target doing some grocery shopping Sunday night when I had opened the app and then saw um, Amon Ross St. Brown's 27.4 points, which honestly I think it hurt more coming in one big gut punch um, than a constant wave of you know, sadness and regret. But no, I don't know if regret's the right word here. Um, do we want to go into like my view and game strategy? Or do you guys want to rip me a little bit more before I get into my side of the championship game? Well, I actually do want to ask one really quick question, and this is kind of just to both of you. I'm curious. Would you, is it more frustrating? Cause I don't know. Is it more frustrating to watch somebody who you're going up against go off or watch somebody who's on your bench go off? Someone that you're up against. Did it? It was for me, it's someone that you're playing against go off. Watching Jamar Chase's point total just get bigger and bigger and bigger, especially being like the first game of the the slate that Sunday, and you just see that he's hanging 45 on you. Yeah. It, that was like almost fantasy, like, you know, doomsday. You're just watching it get bigger and bigger, and there's nothing stopping him. 
And the third touchdown was just like the icing on the cake. Cause at that point you kind of already thought you were screwed. Right. Right. Yeah. I think I agree with you. I was just curious. Now you can talk about your game strategies, Sam. All right. So my lineup more or less was pretty consistent. What we've seen throughout the entire year. Um, I didn't really make any big changes. Most of my starters were in there. Um, Najee Harris was put into the flex because he was the Monday night game, you know, with everything COVID related, God forbid there was a last minute change, um, giving myself as much option as possible with who I could replace him with. Um, you know, again, in case there was any sort of Monday night madness that had occurred. But other than that, I started my regular guys, the same guys that got me to the championship have done me well all season long and did me well this week with 111 points. I can't say I'm incredibly disappointed with the effort. Um, but my game plan this week was very simple. Larry's team had the potential, as we always talk about, to put up 60 points or 160 points. <laughs> and I really thought about, you know, I, I talked about it in the last podcast. The only guy that I was really considering still playing was Amon Ross St. Brown. And I just couldn't find a spot for him in my starting lineup. I, had I, I can see multiple spots. Well, I had Ronald work. Jones, the <laughs> starting running back, going against the New York Jets. That should have been a blowout game. I don't know how that was that close. And then obviously Jones went down with the knee injury in like the start of the third quarter anyway. So that obviously would have limited him. But that seemed like a stellar matchup. That seemed like a guarantee, you know, 10, 15 fantasy points. Sony Michelle against Baltimore, again, he was a lead guy. Daryl Henderson not playing. That's a lock. Keenan Allen against Denver. You know, Keenan Allen's the guy. Like, how do you how do you set a guy like Keenan Allen? It was really a question of getting him on in the flex. I wasn't questioning CeeDee Lamb versus Arizona. That should have been a shootout. He could have had a Jamar Chase-esque day you know, being a number one wide receiver on a Dallas offense against another potent Arizona offense. And then again, Najee Harris being my flex, he's been my best running back all year. How do you set a guy like that? So I was confident that this team, this starting lineup, as it usually does, would score anywhere between 95 and 115 points. And I decided I wasn't going to try and get cute with it. I set it off the air. I'll say it on the air now. I would have probably quit fantasy football for the rest of my life had the roles reversed. And I started Amon Ross St. Brown and he put up five points <laughs> versus, you know, watching CD lamb go off for 27 points. Like it's, there's a certain point you just can't get cute with it. And I set the lineup. I kind of went for the higher floor over the higher, I guess, upside, if you will. And as David alluded to, 75 points between Rashad Penny and Jamar Chase just isn't something that I would have expected. And had they both just had nice little fantasy days of 15 points, 20 points apiece even, I would have walked away a champion and a happy man. And, you know, I really – I challenged Larry to score more points, plain and simple, and he did. And I really have nothing else to to really look back on Sure, I could have started him on Ross St. Brown, but that's fantasy football. I could have started Deontay Foreman, too. I didn't know he's in a running back by committee in Tennessee, and all of a sudden the committee's done, I guess, and it's just him again. He's been so volatile with his fantasy points. 
Um, and then, yeah, I had no intentions of starting a guy like KJ Osborne or Jarrett Patterson. I picked both of them up mainly so Larry wouldn't have them as starters because I see them being more productive as a, than a guy like Jordan Howard, which that worked. He was stuck with Jordan Howard at 2.6 points. But good on Larry for, I guess, just going, you know, he had to beat me over the top, and he did. He just scored a ass load of points, and we scored a good amount, and it just wasn't enough. I think that is the, that's the best way to put it. I think Rashad Penny and Jamar Chase scored a, quote, ass load of points. Do we call this a Mike like, Williams I, week? I like that too. term. I mean, if not points. for the other two, I think Mike Williams would be getting some flowers today. You know, outscoring you, outscore your projection by five points. We, we'll take those. He's the only other. Oh no, well Ryan Tannehill. But as far as as far as like position players go, he's the only other player on Larry's team that outscored his projection. Really, the rest of his team was not very overwhelming. No, and I really kind of knew that. You know, again. We're giving flowers. We're talking about giving flowers to a guy that had 12 points. Yeah. Projecting that two of them would go for 30 and 45 apiece. Yeah. Was just not in the cards for me. And I guess that's poor, poor planning on me as a fantasy manager. I forget who I was telling this to, but I feel somewhat responsible for this because (laughs) of my Rashad Penny incident earlier in the season. You should feel bad about it. It is all your fault. It, a little bit, so I apologize, Sam. I blame you for it a little bit too, Kyle, but it's okay. Thanks. You could have knocked me out in the first round maybe if you had Rashad Penny. I think he went off that week too, didn't he? Uh, maybe. I don't remember. Who really, you know who really got this wrong? Gil? No, me. Because I drafted Rashad Penny at the start <laughs> of the season, and then he got injured, and I dropped him. And then it came back to nip me in the butt because – and he would have been an excellent keeper at like a 16th round had I had held on to him. Yeah. Yeah, that's a real shame. So uh, I'll, I'll take that one. Salt in the wound. Blame it on me. I could have stopped Rashad Penny. Saved him from myself. I could have had the extra 30 points. You could have. Like, probably could have started on Ronald Jones. Jones. added to that point total. Yeah, you probably still would have started Ronald Jones. How do you not start Ronald Jones? Can we talk about that? Like, I get that he got injured. But can we talk about why that was even a close football game? Why was that not a blowout that went right into, like, the run-heavy game script, burn the clock after the first quarter? The Jets do this. The Jets, like, play – they play good teams very well. They just make it messy. I know. I, Antonio Brown walked off the field. Well, yeah. <laughs> like, go to your run game. I don't know. I don't actually know the timeline of when Jones got hurt versus when Brown walked off the field. I think they were both in the third quarter, but it's just, it's unfortunate. But I'm sorry, Sam. You gave yes. it your all. I would have liked to say that I could have, that I lost to the eventual champion, but I can't say that. So I can't believe, I just can't believe it. Well, I mean, I, I I forget if we said it, but congratulations, Larry! Your second, your back, your second championship in a row. Yep. Um, yeah, you Larry. officially Ultimate have. Defender. You officially have the most playoff wins of all time. Um, let me pull up the exact number. He is seven and two all time in the playoffs, Larry. It's impressive. Very, good. Very impressive. So Very impressive. Um, 
but yeah, that's. I think that's our recap of the championship. Any notes that we want to add in there before we throw it to awards? I would like to add one more note. Um, I feel really bad for Kyler Murray. He's been a Sam Demick. This is his third season. He was That first year was a rebuilding year. We didn't make the playoffs. Then we built around him. We went to the championship last year and lost to just a juggernaut Larry team. And... You know, I really thought this was Kyler's year as his last year as a keeper to bring home a chip for the Sandemic franchise. Um, I just feel terrible for him that we weren't able as a team to to do that. He, outper- he outperformed his projections. He did everything he had to. He at the Sandemics, we love Kyler Murray. We appreciate everything he's done for our franchise. We wish we could have won him a ring. Uh, we hope to bring him back next year. Don't get me wrong. It's just not a guarantee now that he's no longer keeper status. Um, and if he's on the board next year and he's Good draft value. I'd love to have him back and uh, have him be a part of this franchise and chase another championship. But, you know, we can't ask for much more out of our keeper. And then, you know, we had C.D. Lamb, who our other keeper, who shit the bed this week at 5.1 points. But that's besides the point. He, he can come back next year, potentially, as he's got one year of eligibility left. But that's enough about me and my soapbox. I'll, uh, I'll get us into our weekly awards, I guess. Sounds good. All right. Do we do we need to talk about MVP? Can we just skip that one? Do we can we guess who it was? Let the fans decide. Gerald Everett. Definitely. Gerald Everett put up a heck of a week. I don't actually don't know how many fantasy points he had. He had three point six points. Pretty good. Okay. Championship performance. Yeah. But Jamar Chase had forty four point six fantasy points this week. He's my MVP. What about you guys? Yeah, I mean eh. I think he's a decent option. Yeah, I agree. Jamar Chase, MVP. Yeah, uh, sure. Rashad Penny at 30.5. Could have been Najee Harris at 26.6. Yeah, Could have been Amon Ross St. Brown. Definitely could have been Amon Ross St. Brown. It could have been. But it wasn't. Fuck you, Sam. Pain. Um, our, our pickup of the week, we're kind of slim pickings this week. Pickings, pickup. <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys see what I did there? Um, I'm going to go with the championship quarterback for why not Larry Ryan Tannehill making the spot start in place of Kirk Cousins, who went out with COVID. Um, and you know, didn't lose the game for Larry. Uh, went over his projection by one point, 17.5, a respectable week for a replacement quarterback. Um, if, if you're Larry, you got to be happy with the results that he had for you. Yeah, not not too many great options. Um, Ryan Tannehill, definitely the best of the of the pickups this week. Uh, like you said, didn't lose it. Um, helped out Larry. Did did everything he that Larry could have hoped Ryan Tannehill would do. I imagine he might be a little disappointed that Ryan Tannehill in a game where they scored thirty four points only had seventeen point five points. That's kind of low, but good job, Ryan. You didn't you didn't shit the bed. Yeah, Ryan Tannehill, a former Sam Demick, he was uh, Kyler Murray's replacement for those couple of weeks that he was out, and he played, like, absolute balls during that stretch. Um, yeah, I don't really – I mean, hey, championship performance. You got the job done. A scary situation for Larry with Kirk Cousins going out. Um, honestly, I, I'm going to be honest, I was kind of thrilled when I saw he was starting Tannehill. Um, I was hoping he'd put up even more of a clunker. But what do you have, 17 points? 17.5. Yeah, I mean, that's not an awful week. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I didn't start any pickups. So, championship winner, 
good for Larry and uh, good for Ryan Tannehill for getting a chip. For him and then uh, our bench regret of the week. Is that another one that we don't really want to talk about, Sam? I mean, there's so many options. I, I think this is a good topic of conversation. Who do, you, who do you want as your bench regret? Who could have won me the championship that I decided not to start this week? Do we well, want to start with Jarrett Patterson? Do we yeah, that to, would have worked. Do we want to go on to Deontay Foreman? That would have worked, yeah. Amon Ross St. Brown? That would really worked. worked, yeah. Even a combination of probably another K.J. Osborne and, again, insert any sort of running back on my bench who scored more points than Ronald Jones, which is, I think, everyone. Yeah, you, you, had a, you had a lot of combinations of things that could have done a lot better than what you did. Except Benny Snell. Benny Snell is the only guy that I shouldn't <laughs> have. He is my bench. You know, good thing you didn't start him. Good yeah. decision. Um, yeah. I, I am going to go. I am going to go with Amon Ross. I am going to go with Amon Ross St. Brown. Um, Twenty-seven points on your bench. It just can't happen. Can't happen. Not when. Not when you have a, a receiver score five. As yeah. am I. I'm um, going Amon Ra, the Sun God. Um, he probably would have been your MVP had you had you put him in and won the game. So that's just a real regret that you should be having, Sam. Yeah. I uh, I also regret not starting Amon Ross St. Brown. So, no, that's an easy one. Um, then our final award, our Fantrax Player of the Week. This one might be a little interesting to compare the notes on between us boys. Um, in my head, it's pretty obvious. I'm going to say Ronald Jones. Yes, he got injured in the third quarter, but even 2.7 points against the Jets. Uh, he had the whole first half. Um, that's pretty disappointing for you, especially a guy that you thought would have been running all over this team in a much high scoring game. Um, to be perfectly honest, I didn't know he got injured until we said it earlier tonight. I didn't. Um, I was more caught up against the Antonio Brown news of the game. So, you know, that's a storyline that uh, kind of got swept under the rug here, but not for Sam. Um that that's a tough look less than three points from the rb1 on yeah, the game really makes me miss leonard fournette who was also injured yeah i'm i'm gonna go ronald jones as well i i could definitely make an argument for cd lamb only scoring five points um but i think cd lamb becomes a much more attractive option for this award considering i'm on ross st brown is on the bench um if not for the 27 points sitting on the bench i would probably just say that was a bad performance but you know, Ronald Jones needed to be better. Um, I also think Travis Kelsey in a game where the Chiefs scored 31 points and there was like combined like a thousand yards of offense or something. The fact that Kelsey only had eight and a half points, um, you know, it's not a bad game, but it's just way too modest a game for uh, the way that game went. Um, so could make an argument for Lamb or Kelsey, but Ronald Jones, 2.7 points. You said it, Kyle. It, you just like, like I said, with Amon Ross St. Brown, you can't have it. Just can't have it, Sam. Can I throw in a curveball here for our fan tracks player of the week? Something Please. I feel like we don't look at a ton. Now, it didn't bother me as much because Larry's defense and special teams was also neutralized, but the Dolphins defense put up a goose egg for me this week. Yeah. And I'm yeah. just going to, I'm going to read over the last four games that the Dolphins defense has played. 
um, prior to the championship week. 25, 10, 10, 25 is the amount. And then goose egg this week. Like, give me something. And honestly, even if you took the Dolphins defense three weeks before you started talking about them, if you were all back to week nine, they had 18 and 17 in weeks nine and 10. And then they had one dud against the Jets. And then they went on the, on the run you just said. So they've been performing really high for a long time. They've been so good over the what are they? They're like the what the first team in the NFL to have like a seven game losing streak and seven game winning streak in the same season. Yeah, I believe so. And that was because of their defense for the most part. It wasn't Tua and Jalen Waddle that were carrying this team. They're not Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase going off for three touchdowns and 260 yards on 14 receptions. A stat line that'll be burned into the brain for the rest of my life, like Alvin <laughs> Kamara and on Christmas Day last year. Which that should be its own segment. How I get screwed every year by the top performing uh, fantasy player in a championship match, but at least the last two years. But yeah, no, the Dolphins' defense has been superb, and you know, there I did look on the waiver wire, and I didn't really see a lot of other options that I loved, but I felt confident enough in the Dolphins' defense. And I mean, again, shit, if they can give me twelve points, I'm a fantasy champion. And that's not asking for a ton of a defense, especially one that's put up 25 points and 10 points. Literally, it's the only two numbers they've put up over the last four four weeks. So they're my fan track player of the week. I support that. I get that. I understand. Yeah, you kind of got lucky that Cowboys defense put up zero points the way they've been playing as well. well. Say they, they also underperformed, so it wasn't the biggest salt in the wound. But also no excuse for their performance there's always next year sam there's always next year there is always next year that's what we told ourselves Uh, last year um i'm gonna throw it to our sponsor anchor right now but on the other side of the break you're going to hear a preview of what we have coming up in the off season uh for hawk hill focus as well as the results from our pickums contest throughout the season um and for one final time in season one anchor let's hear about you thank you as always anchor and let me on behalf of uh kyle and sam and the hawk hill focus boys thank anchor one last time as we as we wrap up this finale episode anchor's been a great great host great sponsor great friend of the show um we love you anchor we look forward to continuing our beautiful partnership in the in the future um so why don't we talk about what we have moving forward um We've got some exciting things planned for the offseason. We're still working on a couple of things, I think, um, you know, tossing around different ideas that we can do. We'll probably be recording a little bit less off often, correct, Kyle? Yeah, yeah, I would think so. Give us a nice offseason to, you know, think through ideas and, uh, you know, get get really in shape for 2022. Yeah, yeah we got to rest um, up. Yeah, we got to rest up. You know, we work hard. Podcasting's a hard, it's a hard life. You know, it's, it's a, it, it really takes it out of you. Um, so Kyle, why don't, why don't you tell us a little bit about some of the things that we've got planned? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the top things I want to do is have our champion Larry Rooney on for an episode to discuss his season, um, how he basically went from worst to first. He was projected to finish in last place, uh, made to the championship and won. So we'd like to have him on to discuss the 2021 season. Um, I'll also be announcing our league awards on an episode this off season. Um, everyone will be getting a survey to vote for league awards probably sometime within the next, you know, 
four to six weeks. Um, I'm going to have our deputy commissioner, Sam, help out with that. So thank you, Sam, on behalf of the whole league. Um, I also think we might do an episode after the NFL draft to kind of discuss where the rookies and how they fell and how that might affect fantasy for 2022, uh, who we think any breakout rookies could be, some diamonds in the rough. Not a fantasy uh, podcast, though, so if we're wrong, don't yell at us. Exactly, exactly. Speaking of not being a fantasy advice podcast, maybe we'll try our a crack at predicting some keepers for next season. Um, this is going to be an executive rule change. Actually, I'd, I'd like to announce an executive rule change, if that's okay with David and Sam. Please do. Yeah. I love when you're breaking um, news on the podcast. You know, yes, this is breaking news. Um, you know, as always, the past two years, um, our keepers have been due a week before our draft. Um, I'm going to institute a new rule this year that significantly shortens the deadline before the draft um, in 2022 and moving forward, all keepers will be due exactly three hours before the draft time, three hours. So I can't do the math, but that's like a lot closer to draft time than uh, previously X amount. I think it's it's been due like a week prior, right? Yeah. Pretty much a week minus three hours prior. So um, that's good math there, David. Thanks. Yeah, 165 hours is the well, math. Good job, we, Sam. We shorten the time, 165 hours. Yes, 165 hours. You have more time. You have 165 hours more to, to decide your keepers. 9,900 um, extra minutes. Use wow. them wisely. So, um, 594,000 extra seconds. That's all I got. Are we good now? Okay. Yeah, thank I just you. wanted to keep breaking it down. <laughs> um so yeah we'll maybe do an episode on who we think everyone will keep going into next year um we might even try doing breakdowns on all the teams in the league and their history so far in the sju ffl uh take a look at their past records past accomplishments maybe even have some owners on the show in the off season if you're interested in being on the show please reach out to myself sam or david and we'll make sure we can schedule you for some time during the off season and Um, and still Yes, please leave voicemails. The link to leave voicemails is in the description of this show um, and all shows. We love to hear from you. We love to hear from our league mates and listeners. And even if you're not in, in the league and you know want to leave a comment, please, please do. I'm open to hearing from anyone, especially you, guy in Germany. Um, yeah, I think that's the all the ideas we have on paper, but I'm sure there are a lot more to come for the off season. So I'm I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And there is, I believe, one last piece of business we need to take care of. Isn't that right, David? Yes, this is the best thing that's happened to me in three weeks in fantasy football. That is so sad. It, it, it's true, though. I, I believe you. So, as we all know, we've been doing our pick'ems contest throughout the season. Uh, Sam locked up. Sam was able to lock up this championship, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Thank you. Um, the official final standings for our weekly pickums contest in first place with a 566 win percentage, a record of 47 and 36 deputy commissioner, Sam Robinson. Congratulations, Sam. Good job, Sam. Thank you. In second place with a 515 win percentage and a record of 17 and 16. We have our locks of the week. 
which we were right more often than not on locks of the week statistically. Yeah, but I think you'd like to see that go a little bit higher. Well, we'll next strive year. for that next year. Next year, that's going to be higher. It's our first year. We're just trying things out. Next year, next year we're going to have to we have to set a goal for ourselves, and we need to meet that goal. Oh and yeah, if we, we have don't. To, we have if we don't, we have to record ourselves running laps on Sweeney Field. That you heard it here first. Here first, go. folks. It's on the internet now. Yep. Deal. Um, now this was the real championship, David. Not coming in last place. Oh yeah. Um, if you listened towards the end of last week's show, you know that whoever finishes in last place has to now has to sing the intro and outro music uh, for the next season of Hulk Hill Focus. In third place with a 494 win percentage, a record of 38 and 39. In third place is Mr. David Powis. Let's go. Which means that myself, I finish in last place with a 482 win percentage, 40 and 43 record. Um, you guys will get to be hearing my lovely voice at some point, maybe in the off season, maybe it'll be the start of next season. I don't know yet, but uh, honestly, this is more of a gift for you guys. <laughs> That's a great um, point. It, it's I'm, like, it's not really a punishment. Exactly. I want to try and put my own spin on it. Maybe I'll make it a polka. Maybe I'll make it, you know, like a EDM type remix. Oh, that'd be fun. EDM. That'd be nice. Yeah. So we'll see. I'll try it out. I'll try to put my spin on it. You know, if I'm going to do it, I might as well do it big. Is my opinion. I would agree. I support that. I, I appreciate you taking this in stride. Yeah. You know, when you're that bad, you just got to kind of take it. Um, I went 0-5 in pickums in the playoffs, by the way. Wow. <laughs> and you went 0-1 yourself in the playoffs. Yeah, fuck you, David. So did, you. So did I. You can say I did too, because I did. Yeah, you did. But um, I took my first playoff and pickums playoff loss this week. All because of Amon wow. Ross, St. Brown, or Jamar yeah. Chase, depending on how you want to look at it. I'm going to look at this Jamar Chase. That's a good way to do it. Way to not beat yourself up too much. For my own sanity. <laughs> but... um. I had nothing else that I want to share with the listeners, Sam or David, anything else on this season one finale episode? Uh, I don't really have anything to say. I just want to, you know, express my gratitude for everybody, uh, for everybody continuing to listen and um, looking forward to, to, to a great podcast moving forward into 2022. And this off season is going to be fun. It's going to be a good time. Congratulations, Larry on the championship and thank you to Larry for getting me the pick em win. Um, you're a good guy. Uh, Sam. As per usual, I'd just like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in to another week. Um, our final week of our first season. And I'm going to be honest, I had a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to season two. Oh this yeah. So much fun. I, I, I would like to formally make the request now, Sam, would you like to join Hawk Hill focus again for season two? I would love to. David, would you like to join Hawk Hill focus for season two? Uh, I, I'd like to take my contract negotiations offline. Okay. Understandable. Understandable. Right. I'm so, apologize. For, apologies okay. for putting you on the spot. No, no, no. It's okay. There is definitely mutual interest. Oh, perfect. All yeah. right. This is why he got suspended for a couple of, Oh, I'm not supposed to say that on air. Hey, um, hey, hey. Oh, Kyle, would you like to I'm trying to do Hawk everything Hill above focus. board here. All right. <laughs> Kyle, would you like to join Hawk Hill focus for season two next year? I would love to Sam. You know, and hey, even if we have to have our original partnership back, you know, I'm fine with that. We can say yeah. fuck you, David. Hey, hey, hey what's happening here? 
hey, you got to talk to the agent, man. I do have to talk to my agent. Yeah, you, I, you guys need to talk to, to my agent. We, we communicate through my agent. Can I ask who your agent is? Um, Antonio Brown's agent. Oh, he's good. Yeah, he's doing a great job. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he is pretty good at his job. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, like these two guys said, very much appreciate everyone listening for this season. Uh, we hope to have some great content for you in the off season. Um, Sam, David, thank you guys for making this such an enjoyable experience for myself. I'm glad we were able to put this out, um, do some things that can maybe engage some more league members. So thank you for your participation. And with that, for one of the last times, you'll hear him. Father Jay, please take us away. Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. The 